0: It's not about losing the weight. It's about what your mindset was that got you there.
1: That's really true. Fitness is great and working out is great in terms of how it builds you mentally. But if you don't have a great mindset or you haven't built a good discipline in terms of your mind, you can't even get there in the first place. Let's start this thing, Paul.
0: G'day, I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Amelia.
0: Welcome back to Ask the Joy Podcast, a podcast where we aim to build better mindset for better relationships.
1: Yeah, and relationships for this week is about relationship around our thoughts of health. And we're going to talk about how we used to see the term health or what we thought about it versus how we see it and what we do to stay healthy today.
0: I think it's a good conversation to have because there's plenty of people out there who are facing this as part of their health and fitness journey so i think it's a good way to just share our experiences and the shit that we've gone through and we learned from our experience
1: yeah so i'll start off with my mindset back then i was never really that much into fitness let's say in high school i just did the usual pe classes things like that mm. but when we first got together you got me into gym and that's when I started working out and the first few years I just worked out as just another part of my daily life but I can't remember when or at some point in time I got really into it where we had a routine like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday those are like our workout days and each day we had a set thing like either it's legs day, deadlift day, back day, whatever it is, we had a set routine. And possibly trying to reflect back from that, I started seeing results like in my body. Like I was turning up, but I took it to the extreme. It's like, how do I, how do I get better? How do I make my body look even better? And during that time, social media did blow up the fitness scene quite a lot. So mm. I think that had a lot of influence. So it was a bit of everything, like seeing results and then seeing even better results from other people on social media. And I started to think, oh, how can I make myself become even better and look like that? Because for me, my body is, it doesn't lose weight that easily. I actually have to do some sort of high intensity or cardio to actually lose weight. I can gain and tone and get muscle really easily because I think my body naturally has that tone to it. Thick. Thick in the muscle. but. In terms of losing weight to look lean, where you can see my muscles, like the chiseled ab things, that's really hard for me to achieve. So I think during that, I went into like a rabbit hole where I just got deeper and deeper and that led into other things like cutting the calories and overworking, working out too much. I did have a conversation about this on diet culture in our first season. If you are interested in listening about us talking about this deeper, We do have that, but that was a little backstory of mindset back then when I really got into fitness.
0: Yeah. And for me, I've always been, I guess, in and out of fitness. I wouldn't say really fitness, but just being active. Uh, And just during the time of my teenage years, I would always do sports, random sports here and there, and yeah, oftenly active. I never really stepped into the gym because I was a pretty uh, skinny boy I was a bit of a skinny boy back then, so you know, I, I managed to come to a point of okay, it's time to gain some, some make some gains, you know.
1: Well, what made you think about that, though?
0: It was kind of a side off-topic thing, but I just wanted to change my image, and I think being in Australia, the stereotype was very much Asians are very small and timid and whatnot. So I wanted to change that perception. So that's why I wanted to gain some you know, muscle just to, you know, get get a bit of size, get a bit of thick, thickness, you know. I managed to join a gym with my friends and that's when it, yeah, the cycle basically started. I tried everything. I did bodybuilding for a little bit, which I think I did for about a year and that's when I got you into gym as well. And I felt that was really boring for me because it's very repetitive. It's very isolated, the work. Yeah, you can make some good gains. You feel, the, you see the strations, you know. Forming in the you muscles. Seriously, veins are forming. Yeah, when the when the veins start popping out, you know, fuck, I've got some gains. You look at this shit. But then it got boring. I tried Olympic lifting. Olympic lifting was really, really hard because you gotta be very mobile. You gotta be very uh flexible. And that's when I fell in love with strength or just powerlifting. And yeah, it was very much immersed in training. So long hours in the gym, two to three hours got pretty serious where we missed everything just to go to gym.
1: Not that we missed it, but if that event or something landed on our gym schedule, we're like, sorry, we're going to gym. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I used to skip a lot of social days just to go to gym. Yeah, with even friends, like
1: because yeah. work usually Friday afternoons, yeah. that's like when people go out, hang out, network, just you know, do some team bonding thing. I'd be like, nah, sorry, I gotta go. I'm gonna go gym. Like, and because Fridays is the only day we can really do our heavy lift, like other days, maybe accessory days, whatever it is, it's the heavy lift. So Fridays, it interfered with those. So I didn't do enough team bonding. For me, I feel like that is something that in hindsight I probably should have been a bit more flexible on. Yeah. But I wanted to ask in terms of you back then, what was your mindset on health? Was it really just to be able to be strong and lift heavy? Is that what you were thinking healthy
0: is? I started gymming for the wrong reasons. I think it was partially influenced from racism, discrimination in the world of Australia. Like I was saying, people used to judge me because I was skinny and small and Asian. I was weak. So I wanted to change that perception, which is why I got thick. I got big. Jacked, and I liked doing things where I kind of be like a sleeper is what they call it, or uh, a ninja in disguise, because I like to be strong but appear not to look strong. And that was the same thing when because before gym, I still a lot of break dancing. I actually did a lot of hip hop dancing, popping. I yeah, really was into break dancing for the fact of just the strength side of things, and I could do a lot of strength moves that a lot of people wouldn't have thought I could do. Yeah. So I think for me, my perception of being healthy was a bit skewed. Like just
1: doing those kind of extreme things. Yeah. But also for the reason of not being looked down on.
0: Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Mm.
1: Do you think you had a healthy mindset back then then?
0: I think it was uh, like a bit of both. Yeah, I was working on myself for sure, but I think at the same time it was – like I would just skip a lot of things, or always prioritize gymming over everything. And as much as yeah, that's a it's a good thing in terms of being dedicated. It was a, a wrong way to approach gym, in my experience, because you're basically you're not flexible with how your regime is or your your timetable with gym is.
1: Yeah, well, even not flexible with ourselves because. There were many days where we we're like, oh, we do feel really tired today. But we're like, no, nah, but today is this day. We need to go. And we just made ourselves go because that's part of our routine. So we weren't yeah. even flexible with ourselves and made ourselves go even though we're dead tired. And it's not tired because we were lazy to go to gym. We were honestly just overworked physically. Yeah. if Like lifting so heavy to the point your muscles just can't lift anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, we, we never really thought about – How we actually like we never ask ourselves how do we actually feel before going like are we tired are we hungry etc. We would always make the effort to go regardless of how we felt. Darling, back for you. What was your perception of health back then?
1: Well, I think in the beginning I didn't really have much of a perception. I think it was as long as I worked out, that's fine. Like that's me making my contributions to being healthy. I think when it got to the point of me being. So extreme in terms of being so particular on eating and making sure I do actually hit those workout days that became really unhealthy. And that was, yeah, I really can't remember what triggered it, but like I did land myself into a really bad situation and I didn't even know about it. Consciously, I was like, no nah, I'm fine. Like, this is just what it is. I just go push to it and then I'll be able to hit my goals. Like, I was just determined to be able to either. Turn up and still lift really heavy and like hit the strings. So I had a few different goals and I was just determined. I think the mindset was more like, I don't care what I do as long as I reach my goal. But sometimes you have to think about what you're actually doing and how you're treating yourself for you to reach that goal. And if it's unrealistic, there's no point you continuing to push through, right? So if you're cutting extreme calories or you're so tired and you're just worrying about what you're eating, worrying about... How this is going to affect your lift or how you're going to look after that like these are all unhealthy thoughts no matter how well you can lift i'll admit i did lift quite a lot for what i was eating and in terms of my size and i was definitely under eating a lot but i somehow managed to lift really heavy but as good as that is it's not good for you in the long term yeah of course after i think that for like two or two to three years and over time, it did catch up. Like, I started getting sick a lot. I was just always tired. And from that tiredness, you start getting frustrated really easily, agitated, and that affects other people around you too, especially when someone's just trying to have a conversation with you and you're just like, just not in.
0: You're in the right mindset one, yeah. And I think dialing it back to, in terms of the mindset back then, we were young, so we had a, a Shit ton of time to invest because we had no commitments. We were basically just figuring ourselves out, living at home. So we had endless time to basically utilize for gym. And I think honing in on gym or just being fit really like we got immersed in it. We got pretty serious into it. And I think at the time, too, that was probably like, was it late 2000s? That's when the fitness journey was actually massive. Uh, and booming you know, like on social media. So a yeah, lot of like people. YouTube, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, a lot of people were promoting fitness or health and fitness, gym regimes and uh, just diet. And we kind of got sucked into that, to be honest. No, oh,
1: I think I did. A lot, but you were kind of not really like you tried it and then you're like, oh no, nah, this is too much.
0: Yeah, like I was saying, when I first started, I tried bodybuilding and I did get really into the food side of things, so counting calories, your protein intake, fats, etc. etc. And there was a certain period where I would have just tuna and salads. And I don't know, I tried doing that for a little bit and it just got a bit too much for me where I don't know, just I didn't feel good. Like, yeah, I knew that I was eating healthy. But I just didn't feel me.
1: You just got sick of tuna.
0: Yeah. And I also got really sick of tuna.
1: And we haven't had tuna since. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I like, I used to buy them in cans. And I remember I used to buy like 20 of them. Mm. Yeah. Like for lunch or something.
1: Like 10 years ago. And we still haven't touched tuna since then. Yeah. I have
0: never touched tuna in the can in so long. And I don't think I would again.
1: But then you also have this one point where you would just bulk eat a lot because you know that you have a deadlift day yeah. or you had heavy squats coming up and you would just really try to – and it wasn't – you didn't have set things like, I need to eat chicken breast or whatever. you just like, I need to eat a lot yeah. To yeah.
0: So energy. It, this was probably later in, in my training years. So at one point I got pretty serious with powerlifting and I was about to do a competition for I think it was under 75 kilos, but Basically, I, w- I had a trainer, a coach, and I was told that I was actually under-eating by a, a significant amount. And the amount of food intake that I was meant to take for my strength was actually, I, was, I think I was under-eating by 2,000 calories. Uh, and that's a combination of carbs and uh, protein. I had to eat a shit ton more in terms of meals. So when it came to the heavy, heavy lifting days, which were more so like your deadlifts and your squats. I would always, for some reason in my mind, I would always try and eat as much as I could before the lifting time. So, for an example, if I went to gym at 8 o'clock at night, I would make sure that I would eat a shit ton at lunch, a shit ton at dinner or something like that, try and get my protein seal of approval before I go into the gym. And it was pretty bad because I would feel so stuffed and I'd feel so full and I would force eat for some reason and I felt like in my mind I always thought I had to do those things it was a necessary thing in order for me to hit the numbers or to lift heavy
1: so you went one extreme and I went the other extreme where I like under eight but still went and you over eight. yeah
0: and I think that maybe subconsciously having a coach on the side and knowing that you know I want to be stronger I have to eat a certain amount for that to work
1: do you think it was more so because you think that that was the only way, like, to get more energy to lift more?
0: I think it was partially that, and even my coach at the time said, you know, you're way under eating, and for you to to be able to excel and and do better, you need to start eating a bit more. And yeah, it was very it was so hard. I could not tell you, like, I think I had to eat thirty five hundred calories a day, and to eat a meal that is split. And spread over the thirty five
1: hundred calories, that's friggin' a lot for your size. Well, anyways, I know I have a different opinion on this, and I know a lot of people talk about food and importance and eating enough. But to me, I feel like each individual, they know themselves best. And as much as someone like a PT or a nutritionist and people like that can tell you as much as a guide to be like, you need to eat more on this side, like that's fine. But if someone's like you need to hit this exact number I feel like that's not the right way to go but that's just my personal opinion because for the longest time I tried to do these things where I have a set amount of food that I should be eating or hitting and stuff and yeah there was that time when I definitely knew I was under eating and trying to eat more and slowly progress my way up to be eating to a level that I should be for the stuff that I'm doing like the heavy lifting and eventually more time it's still too much for me, and I know my body is just too stuffed, and I just can't move when I'm stuffed. I think it's also knowing your own body and what your limits are.
0: Yeah, I guess for me it was different because I was competing. So, and look, I did feel like, I did, like but outside of me feeling like shit and whatnot, I still I lifted fucking heaps. It actually helped me lift better. Yeah, you know, I was able to hit my numbers that I was basically achieving. And I think I actually overshot the the goal from that point. For sure, in terms of knowing how much to eat, it was a little bit too much as a holistic point of view.
1: Yeah, as I said, it's good for a guide. Like, yeah, if they're just saying you need to eat a bit more to be able to lift heavier or reach these goals, that's fine. But if they have like a actual clear definitive number where you, you have to hit that. I feel like that's a bit unrealistic.
0: Yeah, it was it was, it was fucked because, yeah, 3,500 calories and it was high carb, low fats, very high protein intake, and you had to eat I, – well, I had to eat a good source of healthy fats, but it was so high carbs that you know, I was almost constantly constipated, a bit too much information, but, yeah, just problems just shitting because it was just so carby
1: very nice yeah but in terms of today i think for me i definitely have a better view and take on just eating i'm quite back to what i was when i first started where i just eat whatever happy to just dine on whatever if i had to go out With friends that night, I'm not going to be like, I'm going to choose the smallest dish or choose the salad that's available. Now I'm just like, go out, eat, that's cool. And then at the same time, it's just understanding that when you under eat and then you go out and eat a lot or you actually eat a proper meal, you are going to gain weight because your body has just held on to whatever sources that I had for the longest time so that anything that you eat more, On, it's just going to be like, oh, this is excess food that I've never really had to process before. So your body's going to hold on to that. But once you eat up to what you're naturally supposed to be eating and you do that day to day, your body doesn't gain weight as easy as you think it would.
0: Yeah. I think with the eating side of things, I guess you got to control, have moderate intake. And I think the mistake that I did was to cut things off straight away. So for an example, if it's like reducing sugars, I would just cut it out in general
1: yeah i did the same thing i I didn't have desserts or sugar for like two years
0: yeah and i think that's the worst way to approach it because your your body's going to be like holy shit there's no sugar so i'm gonna try and retain as much sugar as possible and yeah i think that was one of my uh biggest learning curves when it came to the diet or the food intake side of things is just cutting it straight away in one big hit Mm. And not taking portions and, and slowly getting into it, that that was like the biggest thing that I learned.
1: Mm. But it's also the relationship that you have with food. Like you can still healthily say you wanted to just have that little lean cut, but you're having a healthy relationship with food and you're cutting down a little bit of carbs or something, but you're you're having a healthy mindset like, yeah, you're allowed to eat this and blah, 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 as opposed to you're like, no, I can't eat this, this is not good for me, and your, your whole mentality behind it is unhealthy. There's a difference between that as well, like a good mindset versus a bad mindset. Yeah,
0: yeah, of course. And I think the other side, outside of just the, the diet side of things, I, I definitely had a really bad relationship when it came to like just training. We are kind of like mentioning this before, but like having a, a timetable for you when you train, but Not being okay to not train was my biggest problem. Yeah, same. Because I remember we would train maybe five days, six days a week. six, yeah. Six days a week, but it was long hours, man. Like we would do two hours at least.
1: Two to three hours.
0: Look, it's not just two to three hours of legit pumping weights. It was like getting acclimated, meaning you're stretching, you're doing dynamic movements, trying to get warm before you start lifting uh, and then doing your lifting. So I think get yeah, all that as a holistic training cycle, it took two hours. And I feel like as much as we invested so much time doing all those things, it was actually kind of good at the same time because we're taking the proper measurements to warm up, getting dynamic, getting the movements, getting stretching. Because when we're lifting weights, it's realistically getting tight from doing the same movements all the time. So you need to to stretch well, it out you're
1: also putting your body under stress essentially because it's heavy lifting so the stretching was good
0: yeah the stretching was good and i think yeah, it's important to have
1: so was there a certain turning point for you where you're like no this is not good for me i know what mine is which i did explain in that diet culture thing but for you was there a certain time point where you're like okay i need to change this up and like Can't keep doing this. It's not sustainable. Yeah.
0: So I think my turning point was probably after when we started Muay Thai. So it got it got to a point where we did lifting for roughly 10 years. And I think
1: at the time it'd be like
0: For me it was. For you, no. But for me it was about 10 years. And eight out of that 10 years, it was me just doing straight powerlifting. It got to the point where you kind of get bored of it or you just want to try something different. And I used to do martial arts when I was 18, 19. So that was like Muay Thai, BJJ. I thought, oh, f- shit, it'd be pretty cool to do that again. And miraculously, you had a hookup through your work at the time to go in and trial out uh, a Muay Thai gym, which is Iron Fist. And-
1: shout out Iron Fist. Yeah,
0: shout out Iron <laughs> Fist. And yeah, we-, we took that opportunity. And since we basically fell in love in- with it, basically. But anyway, we transitioned from what we were doing to this and
1: Well, we didn't really transition. It kind of added on to our gym.
0: Yeah, true. Workout.
1: So the first, I don't know how it was. The first year, first six months, we did our normal gym routine plus Muay Thai. Plus
0: Muay Thai, yeah. So eventually got to a point where we yeah we were training about six days a week. Three days was Muay Thai, and then another three days, two or three days was gym.
1: Yeah, and we would often go to Muay Thai just dead sore from all the heavy lifting. And still doing like hard punches, hard kicks and just everything on the extreme. So we got really tired.
0: Yeah. And I think that was my turning point because for me, my journey was kind of getting into the new field in my industry for work. And it got pretty hard to balance that as well as my, like the workouts, right? And I just, I felt fucked, like absolutely fucked. I, I was either just tired I couldn't sleep I was losing sleep the other thing was I wasn't drinking that much water I think that was the biggest thing and Muay Thai made me realize that because it's such high intensity you're sweating like days off like fucking
1: it's just rivers rivers and buckets of sweat
0: yeah you're sweating balls and that was the massive turning point for me was I need to back off on all of it because Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah well my turning point if you guys have heard the Dai culture one, was really the pandemic. And I'm talking about my turning point in terms of the food, the eating, because yeah, I do agree when we started Muay Thai and still did the normal workouts, I did get really tired, but in terms of, I think I just have a lot of mentality where like I can push through this. So I wasn't really thinking about, like I was thinking I'm tired, but I'm like, I'll be fine, that kind of mentality. But I think the turning point was really when the pandemic hit and we couldn't work out, we couldn't go to the gym. And at that first point in time, I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to lose my gains. I, I'm going to be unfit. I can't lift heavy anymore. And then like Muay Thai was the thing that kept my cardio, my endurance, and I'm going to lose that as well. So these are the things that I had to finally sit through and face myself in my head and be like, no, it's fine. And it really was fine because we did workouts at home. They you were know, mostly body weighted stuff, or maybe we did more high reps in certain things with the limited weights that you had at home. We did some, we tried out some different types of workouts, which was, which turned out to be really fun. And we had each other to spar in terms of Muay Thai. And doing all of these, which are, which are probably at 10% of effort of what we would actually do in gym or Muay Thai. I still looked and felt healthy. Like I looked exactly the same. I felt healthy. And in terms of food, I really couldn't get the things that I wanted to get, like in terms of buying salad, buying all the healthy things that I thought was healthy. I couldn't buy that because everything was closed or it's like out of reach. So I really had to eat what I had available. And doing that, my body looked exactly the same. If not, I actually lost some weight. I got leaner. And I was like, okay. This is actually proving to me that I don't need to work to that extreme to get to what I would feel happy with my body.
0: Yeah, I think the pandemic definitely had a reset for for us. And I think a lot of people as well. Yeah, not just us. Yeah, it was it was like a big realization of oh shit, you know, this busy lifestyle that we had, as in like the busy lifestyle of training and whatnot. It was good to kind of just no, just to stop, just to chill out, relax, recalibrate, reset. The struggle was is just not having food available, not having the resources to go out and train. You weren't allowed to go out, et cetera, et cetera. Utilizing what we had at the time was actually pretty good.
1: Yeah. And I think it was just also a good way to see fitness rather than it just being part of your routine because we we're trying out all these like quirky YouTube workouts and we're actually having fun with it and people having those like viral social media workout things with your partner, you know, those things that you have to like use your, your partner to do like deadlifts or like curls yeah. and stuff. Like it's just fun to try those kind of things and you're actually having fun while you're working out rather yeah. than being like this is my task, I just need to get it done and then to get it done I'll get some results.
0: Yeah, and it was harder for me because I didn't want to lose my strength and it was luckily I, I had a bar at home, I've got a squat rack at home and but we had some still not weights.
1: to the weights that you had at gym. Yeah, it
0: was definitely not like the weights that I would normally do, but it was still something. At least we're moving, doing some stuff at home. So, yeah, it was just being innovative and being able to adapt. I think it, that was the biggest thing for us as well. But resetting too was really good.
1: Yeah, I think it taught us how important rest is to your body.
0: Yeah, the pandemic it was a good eye-opener.
1: Yeah. And I think because of the pandemic, it was like a two-three year thing. So it wasn't something that we just deloaded for a week or a month. It was a quite a long time. So from that, we, it snowballed into other things, into realizing that we should we've done this for so long, like ten years. We we've done it, we've trialed it, and we know our limits. We know when to rest and all that kind of stuff. So it's time to invest a bit more of that time that we've lost in terms of spending with family or friends and hang out with them so from that i think we both became more lenient in terms of our schedule so if someone's like hey let's hang out on friday we'll just swap our thing to go on thursday and we stopped having those exact days where it's like upper lower body yeah. or like we're just like okay we'll, we'll we can go on on thursday what are we going to work on it's more like that rather than being like okay thursday we need to hit this we're going to do that like we just chopped and changed be more fluid and flexible with our schedules
0: yeah yeah 100 that made us realize yeah it's okay to to change or adapt or to not stick to the plan because yeah. you can always make up for it anyway
1: but i think it's also acknowledging that yeah we've done this for so long and you know we've achieved so many things like we hit many pbs and lifted really heavy and done a lot of things so now it's time to maybe just try something a little different too
0: yeah But I do miss those days too, like lifting heavy. I do
1: miss my PBs.
0: Yeah, and I think we were pretty strong for what we were doing because I think when we were training, we were training pretty much like as if we were competing. Like, I know, I always had that mentality of in the gym, we've got to lift exactly like as if it's in a competition setting. Yeah,
1: I think that's just me as well, like my mentality, not just for gym, just anything. If I'm doing it, I'm doing it with my 150%, whether or not I'm going to compete or I'm going to, fight or whatever it is, even with jobs, I'm giving my 150% like say at a workplace. I treat that workplace as if it's my own business. So I think that's just my mentality. So I'm quite similar yeah. in that form. But that also leads into what I also realized. Health is just is not just fitness. It's also your mental health. It's also your emotional health like all of that. And I think From these, like I was saying before, as much as you can lift heavy, if your mentality or your mental health is not great, it's still going to eventually affect your body.
0: Yeah, so let me bring out this quote. What Pokemon do you have? I've got 190 bloody Pokemons, mate. So (laughs) There's this quote that I don't know how we came to it, but we stumbled across it and we're like, yeah, this is pretty pretty true. It's not about losing the weight. It's about what your mindset was that got you there.
1: That's really true, because I think fitness is great, and working out is great in terms of how it builds you mentally, because, yeah, in the end, the result is how you're measuring it in terms of how heavy you've gone or how far you've run, or how how much time you spent in terms of getting from one point to the other point. Like those are like numbers that you can measure. But if you don't have a great mindset or you haven't built a good discipline in terms of your mind, you can't even get there in the first place. Because if you're trying to lift to the next PB, personal best, or people who don't understand, you could be beating yourself up and be like, "Nah, I can't do this. And then because you're saying you can't do it, you won't ever be able to lift it. Like when you do this, you start to turn your mind and your thoughts and be like, "Nah, I can do this. And you actually are able to reach it. So it is the mindset that gets you there. And if you don't have that healthy mindset, I don't think anyone will be able to reach that.
0: The mindset leads into discipline as well. And you got to be disciplined to get to that, to that point that you're trying to achieve. And it's the same shit for like when I was doing powerlifting. It's just the discipline to, one, get your ass to the gym. But two, it's the repetitiveness, like to consistently do it. That's what's going to give you the results.
1: And well, it's also consistently trying, even though you know that this might not be achievable at this point in time or you can't do it, but you try until you can do it, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what I have learned is that health is not just fitness. Like fitness could be one part of the results, but your mental health is also a big part of how you even got there.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think that's the, the thing that gets a bit skewed when it comes to health and fitness we all think it's more so your body that is the main focus or mentality aspect of the, the health and fitness that has a big impact to your results.
1: And It's the same, like in terms of how I used to have a really bad relationship with my body, it was the same thing. Like if I, my mental health was more like if I ate something, I'm going to gain weight. But now it's like, If I eat something, yeah, I will gain weight, but it's also knowing that, yeah, I can lose it too. Like if I train harder or if I train harder, if I, you know, just I'm treating myself right now, I'm enjoying this meal or this food that I'm eating, it's fine. And this is going to do this every day. It's not going to make you gain weight forever. Weights can go up, weights can go down. And it's just knowing that and having the mental health around that too.
0: But I think it's also knowing what motivates you too. Because you need to have something that motivates you to get up and actually do it. Like for me, I use the motivation of being strong as my motivation to really get in there and do things, yeah? Mm. And that's that has always been my driving point to continue to do things. Yeah. And I think everyone needs a motivator within that as well.
1: Just going back to that turning point time, during that time, it's also learning how to understand your body more and your mind more. So on your body is like, is it actually truly tired or are you just feeling, feeling lazy And your mind? Like, do you really want to give up because of a certain reason or can you actually just push through just a little more just to see if you can get the results and truly understanding that? And it's not just you know, beating yourself up for it and being like, oh, why are you so weak or how come you can't even run that extra mile and things like that. And it's just where you sit by yourself reflecting or doing meditation that some people do you do start to understand yourself a bit more when you feel a certain way. Even if it's like the slightest little tip that your body is giving you, you start to understand what it's trying to tell you as opposed to just guessing what it's feeling or you thinking a certain way because you think you're weak or you're trying to make yourself feel guilty. And I think that goes a long way. Like it's something that you can always use for the rest of your life.
0: Ultimately, you learn from that. That's going to teach you heaps of things about your body.
1: Yeah, but this also leads to this other point that I hear from people a lot and I can understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, I feel like it's also something that we need to work from within, but it's when people say that I come to gym because it's cheaper than therapy. I understand that working out, doing all these things, it's, it makes you happy. It's a good hobby and it's a good hobby to have and you enjoy it. That's great. But I don't think that you should put that as like the only way that you can work through your problems or like a mental health side of things because again if you don't have good mental health you don't have that like you don't have a good relationship with your own mind inside like whatever you do on the outside in terms of physicality physical and all that and it's making you happy temporarily it's you still haven't worked on your problems from within
0: yeah that's actually a good point because you do hear a lot of those stories where it's like oh I started gym because I was, you know, sad or depressed or something happened in their life, and yeah, they made the gains, they've made a, a difference in their image, which is awesome. But the true underlying issue of why they went in there is lingering.
1: I, I can see there there could be some people where fitness has actually helped them and evolved them, and they truly are happy for yeah. themselves now. But well, I'm just talking about the people who actually have deeper.
0: People, um, things that they yeah. need to
1: work through, and they're just saying that I'm here because it's cheaper than therapy. Yeah. I feel like when they're saying that, there's probably still more insight that they need to work through. Yeah. So from all of this conversation, do you have some tips that we can share in terms of having a help healthier fitness and healthier mindset around being fit?
0: The biggest one that I failed to realize was because I was lifting so fucking much, I didn't really. Deload or just have a break, like a week off. Mm. so immersed in just doing something, I think my body took a, a bit of a hit.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I think even in YouTube days when this was a big thing, they did talk about deload weeks quite a lot. Like they're gonna they record themselves and like this week I'm gonna go deload, but I haven't heard about that as much lately. I don't know if it's because I haven't been on YouTube as much or is it not a thing anymore?
0: Yeah, I don't. I actually haven't really heard too much about people taking a deload. I actually haven't heard that term used in quite some time, like people saying deload.
1: Mm. But at so the same know. time, I think there's so much awareness around just taking care of yourself nowadays as opposed to back then There wasn't really. Fitness was the way to take care of yourself, whereas now it's actually truly understanding yourself and treating yourself right. So I think maybe that has come across so that less deload weeks are required because you're already taking care of yourself you know that you're tired you're resting when you really need to so i think maybe that could be that's just my theory
0: yeah it could be could be
1: yeah but that's something that i've done now too when i truly feel tired i just take the week off or you just randomly like i don't it's not even something that i need to wait six months or a year to deload i if i actually do just feel wrecked feel tired I'll just take that week yeah. off or a few days off and I just truly enjoy my time off. I'm not feeling guilty. I'm not being like, oh, I'm wasting my time.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, delude. Even today, like, I just go, look, I just need a fucking, I just need a break or I just need to not do it this week and I'm okay to do that. I'll just take it.
1: I think, again, going back into knowing yourself and being self-aware is, yeah, definitely knowing your body, knowing your mind, and that goes back into knowing yourself so that do you need a delay week or do I need to try something else or knowing that maybe this week I don't really feel like I'm in the gym but I want to go more time or or like maybe this week I just feel like doing something simple I just do yoga at home. Just doing all these things, whatever your body is feeling and understanding it. I think that goes a long way in terms of helping yourself and just also enjoying fitness for the long run because if you keep pushing yourself doing something that you think you need to do, you might burn yourself out and end up resenting that exercise or that workout as opposed to you just doing what you truly do feel like doing in terms of moving your body.
0: Something else that I would add as a tip is sleeping and drinking. Drinking alcohol? Yeah, drinking alcohol, water. Yeah, I think... For me, earlier days sleeping definitely didn't really have much sleep, which like back then I could get away with like five to six hours.
1: I think every early twenties teenage years, no, <laughs> no one slept in those years. Yeah, areas. like I
0: could get away with five to six hours, and I'm I'm Gucci, I'm I'm ready to pump. But now it's just like yeah, I, I need to I need that at least eight hours just to feel good. And the other thing on that is water, drinking water, making sure that you're keeping hydrated. Because we're so immersed with our you know, jobs or whatever that we've got during the week, we forget to drink water.
1: Water is actually really important. It just does so many things for you, not just in terms of hydrating you, yeah. just mental clarity and all that kind of stuff. We're not going to give all those health talks because yeah, we're yeah. not health professionals, but it does help a lot. And we have figured that out ourselves too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, one side topic, I actually used to pride myself in being like, oh, I haven't drank water for the last three days and that's really bad, so yeah. don't, don't do that, guys. Not that's it. fucked.
0: <laughs> no good, mate.
1: Yeah, and I think also don't be – don't find fitness in terms of just because gym is a, a very stereotypical and it is a very exact literal workout fitness thing. Find other things that could be fun that is a fitness routine. So, I don't know, maybe go hang out with friends in the park, or a fisbee.
0: If- Frisbee.
1: What's it called? It's frisbee. Oh, frisbee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do
0: like sports, being active, playing badminton, playing soccer, doing those kind of activities. Well, even
1: playing Wii, like the Just Dance thing, dude, that stuff makes you sweat.
0: Yeah, Just Dance Wii, man. Oh, my days. <laughs> it is fucking hectic. It's
1: like when my cousin was here, she just showered and then we made her play Just Dance and she was sweating hard. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah like just find other things that are fun that are still fitness and because you're doing that don't be like oh i missed out on gym because you've worked out you've literally just danced for like a whole hour so it's just finding other things and other ways to keep fit that isn't the literal way of staying fit
0: yeah and i think the big thing on that is have fun Mm. yeah as long as you don't think that's fun like just do it yeah
1: last of all very cliche but love your body. Don't hate it because your body is what carries you to give you the ability to do the things that you need to do in life.
0: Yeah, your body is your temple, so love it. Yeah. Yes.
1: Be grateful for the way it looks, the stuff that it does, and treat it nicely.
0: Hopefully you guys learned something from our experiences
1: yeah actually i want to know what did you guys figure out in terms of your fitness journey if you are on a fitness journey and what are some other tips that you could share with other people who may be getting into fitness or have been going down a rabbit hole of a little bit of an unhealthy fitness regime let us know
0: thank you and we'll see you in the next one
1: bye
0: Thank you so much for joining us and tuning in to this episode. If you're loving this podcast, please hit the follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to.
1: Ding, ding. It would mean the world to us if you could give us a star rating and feedback so we can continue to improve on bringing better content to you.
0: Yeah, 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 If you found this episode helpful in any way or you know someone who'd need this, please share it with them as we're all about helping each other out.
1: Don't forget, we love listening to your ideas too. So make sure you share any topics that you'd like us to cover or questions you might have to our Instagram with the handle Ask the Joy podcast.
0: Slide it into our DMs, baby. Because Bigger. you can stay in the loop of all the behind the scenes or the release of our new episodes there too
1: all right that's it for now and we'll see you back here for our next episode bye, bye.